Ducks fans, are you ready? You are listening to the Ducks and Pucks podcast. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go. Welcome to the show. This is your host, Mike Walters, along with my co-host, Eddie Richard, and we are back. After a little bit of an extended break uh, on the show, we had a lot of stuff going on with Thanksgiving and things like that, so we have a little bit of ground to cover on this show. We'll, uh, we won't go over all the games necessarily since the last show, but we'll cover some of the big ones, uh, especially uh, Washington, which Eddie and I went to, and the more recent games against the Kings and the Knights, some you know interesting action going on, plus we have some poll questions related to that. And then our other segments, like we talk about uh, team news, a lot of stuff going on in the minor uh, league for the Ducks. A lot of good stuff. Tons of fan questions. And then our you know league news uh, at the very, very end. So we'll get to that as well. But uh, just catching up here. Uh, I know we just had uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, how did it go for you, Eddie? How was the uh, holiday break? It was fun. Um, I went to my brother's house. Just kind of keep it like low-key. I didn't want to go, but I felt obligated to. Came back home and worked on my cybersecurity stuff. Like little nerd. It was cool, but though I, I ended up drinking and my buddies, uh, when my roommate got home, we drank. I finished all my homework. I caught up for the whole week. So the next day for Black Friday, I was just, just kind of like, cool. Um, we cleaned up a little bit. We went out to an 80s bar and it was a good holiday. It was fun. That's good. Uh, for, for me, it was a little bit, mine's a little bit weird. I, I kind of have, well, I mean, I guess everybody, if you're married, you have two Thanksgivings, right? I mean, some people do. You, you go to one house and then the other sometimes, unless unless you all get together. But uh, for my family, it's kind of weird. My wife has tons of siblings, so they do it on the Sunday before Thanksgiving. They get together, and then on the day of, we go hang out with the rest of the family. Well, the only thing that was kind of made it rough is that Usually, on her side of the family, we take turns for Christmas, and her dad does Thanksgiving for hosting, but instead, we ended up doing it. So you know how that went. So I was just very, very busy getting the food, you know, cleaning the house, and all that kind of stuff. But it was good. Had a good time. Had them all over, and then did the stuff with my family on the day of. So, you know, all good. I hope, you know, everybody else had a good uh, Thanksgiving, and, you know, looking forward to Christmas and New Year's coming up for sure. Um, You know, 2022 is right around the corner, thank God, right? So, I uh, hope you all had a good holiday, and uh, we'll kind of just break down some of these games. You know, Eddie and I finally uh, went to a game and finally hung out. We I don't think we had hung out in, I don't know, a year and a half or so, but we decided to go to a big game, and that was the game against the Capitals, where the Ducks had a chance to get their thousandth franchise win. Gatsloff had a chance to get his thousandth point. The Ducks had won seven in a row at that point. And I have to tell you, Eddie, uh, us going to this game, uh, it did not disappoint. The, the Ducks won, got their you know, eighth win in a row, dramatic fashion. We, we saw an early goal by Fowler with an assist on Getzloff, so he got his thousandth point. The Ducks got their thousandth win. Um, we went a little early. We stayed late. <laughs> I, I mean, th- this game uh, had everything in it. I mean, it was just exciting to see the, these milestones all achieved. Uh, and just just what a wonderful game. I mean, exciting back and forth. You know, the Capitals are a tough team, and the Ducks won this game, and uh, we got to hang out, and um, just all around, what a blast that night was. Yeah, like, the best thing you mentioned is, like, I got to see you again. 
like you're my brother and stuff like that it, it was just amazing to see after all those like those months and or over a year plus like it was great to just us like to hang out and go to a game it was funny because we're recording that podcast that monday and before we start recording i mentioned like hey i really want to like i'm thinking about going to that game and you're like hey well we, we, you know we should go blah, blah blah and we ended up going perfect game i remember the last game i went with you was against the sens when delorea had his hat trick it was one of those games where only regret i had is i didn't bring a hat to throw on the ice which you had your hat and you just tossed it real quick i was kind of jealous of that but it, it, it was like a perfect game seeing like being there for getzloff uh, his thousand point um thousand franchise win it's just like everything was set in stone it, it was perfect we saw, you know, Terry's uh, point streak extend it, and then Zegris's little stick throw. Uh, it was just amazing, and him getting a, a ten minute misconduct for that too. Like, what the hell? I mean, Jack Hughes did that, and he didn't get a ten minute dis- like misconduct. I guess it's a a SoCal discrimination or something. I don't have no idea what's going on, but I, I couldn't expect to have a perfect game. And like the last two games I went to have been perfect. One was with my older brother, which was great, and. Now my other older brother Mike, which was perfect. So I I, I wish I could just kind of like Groundhog Day, my brother's game, and then the game I went with you, Mike, just for like just a couple of weeks, just keep living that day over and over again because I couldn't I couldn't think of anything. I think the only bad thing was I actually ate a hot dog, which the second hot dog I ate in like two years since I started like my diet and stuff like that. But you know what? It was good for a little cheat meal, and the beer was amazing too. Yeah, I, I remember we, we did have a hot dog, which was fantastic. And I have to say that was the first game I had been to this season. Uh, I hadn't been going to as many lately for various different reasons. But um, we were able to make it, like you said, had a blast. And, yeah, they have. if you have not gone to the games, they do have other beer selections there now that are fantastic. And, uh, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. They, they have better selection of beer. So that part was good. Had a blast. We saw Ned too in the Jack Daniels uh, bar afterwards. Talked to him for a little bit. Uh, you all, you all know Ned. He's the one with the crazy face, actually crazy head paint um, that's hanging out. So we had a blast catching up with him and talking to him after the game. And and it was funny. You know, I didn't even realize, like you said, Zegras got that penalty. I, I didn't notice that till later on uh, afterwards because I remember him dropping the stick in the crowd, and I didn't really think anything of it. And uh, there was a lot of discussion afterwards about that, and and yeah, it's it's a penalty because you throw something or toss something, however, or hand something, however you want to look at it, because he didn't really throw it per se, but you can't do that during a game. And then, of course, people were getting technical about it, saying, "Well, the game was over, so why why should it be a penalty?" Just like when they hand out sticks for like the first, second, and third star and whatnot, and I mean. I, I I don't know. I just thought it was ridiculous. I, I mean, I think in that moment of time, him just handing it basically or, or lightly tossing it over uh, the glass like that. Once the game was over, I, I I don't think it deserved a penalty because you know the other thing is you do that ten minute uh, penalty after the game. I mean, it doesn't mean anything. I mean, yeah, it goes into the stat book for you know ten minutes of penalties, but. I just thought that was super wino, especially like you said, Jack Hughes doing that too, but and not getting anything. But regardless of that, this game was was like the best experience. I, I mean, we had a blast, um, exciting game. Zegras had two goals in there. Like you said, Terry kept his streak going. Um, at the end of this game, the Ducks were in first place in the Pacific Division at that time. 
which is crazy. They had outscored the opponents in the win streak 33-13 to during this time. Uh, if there's no other high during the season, I think this was would be the high for the time um, uh, during the, uh, the season, Eddie. Oh, yeah. It was just this game. I, can't, I, I told you, I, I wanted a Groundhog Day experience for this. Like Everything was perfect. Like the traffic, you know what? Even the traffic on the way there wasn't that bad. It, it was just, I mean, a little bit bad. I got there a little late, but it was just cool. The only thing that was bad, Mike, we didn't go to, the, to eat before the game. Like we had like, it was just so like packed. It was, they had like an hour wait. And also the, um, the 400 level, we sat with, you know, the peasant level, I guess people call it. I'm a peasant, so I love it. Um, there wasn't like that much stuff open, but we got to see our favorite bartender, which his name is Mike too. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, you're right. There not as many, if you've gone to, not as many of the food places are open on the 400 level, unfortunately. And I talked to some of the staff there. They just don't have enough people to staff, you know, the top level. So they, they pretty much have, you know, the 200 level and the 300 level the way it is. But yeah, we did see my buddy also named Mike, which was good. I caught up with him as well. Um, in a good time. So it was great. You know, I, I felt like the Ducks were on top of the world at this point. You know, one of the best records uh, in the league. Number one, the Pacific. Everything going good. And everything going right for the Ducks. And, and we happened to be there. Uh, and everything's fine. And then <laughs> after this, then, of, of course, everything starts going south for the Ducks. The Ducks go on a three-game losing streak. They actually lose four of their next five games. I'm not going to go too much into these and bore you with the details of all the losses and stuff like that. But uh, just real briefly, they they lost to the Canes 2-1. to one. You did have Terry scoring. He had his 16-point uh, streak at that time. Then the Ducks went on. They played the Predators. And Terry's streak was snapped. Unfortunately, the Ducks lost that game 2-3. to three. Um, The bad thing is Henrique got hurt in this game. We weren't sure how bad it was going to be. Found out it was a dislocated finger, according to Eric Stevens. And then he was out in that game against the Avs, which was probably one of the worst games for the Ducks. They, they literally got smoked by the Avalanche 5-2. to two. Uh, I mean, the Avs just, they took over that game in the second period. Um, you had McDermott and D'Lo fighting again, which the Ducks have been fighting some more, which has been great. But they, they put Grant on the top line in that game when Henrique was out, which... Don't do that, Akins. Please don't. <laughs> don't put Grant on the top line. He's a bottom six dude. I, I, I don't know what he was thinking on that. So the Ducks had a rough stretch there, uh, those three games. They, we also saw Mason McTavish go down to juniors, which we kind of figured that because he was at that nine game, you know, coming up on the 10th game. Are they going to burn the first year of his entry-level contract? They did not do that. They sent him back down. Not too surprising, though. The Ducks, you know, have had these injuries um, as you know, we've talked about before, um, with some of the guys being out and whatnot, um, you know, people were concerned Henrique was out. We, we knew Comtois was out. We learned more about him, which we'll talk about in a little bit and, and whatnot, but the Ducks went a rough patch here. You know, they, they lost these three games. Then they had the black Friday game, which I actually went to with my wife, uh, which was like their, another great game. I mean, they played the, the Sens team, which has had trouble with COVID and whatnot, but uh, Stolarz went net in that one, shut out. There were more fights in that game. We, we saw uh, Manson squared off with Kachuk in there. Uh, we had Carrick getting in fights. Um, you know, the Ducks blanked the Senators 4 nothing. So it was a good win, you know, knocking off that losing streak. Again, it gets a you know, crappy team, but whatever. It, it's exciting. You know, going on that Black Friday game is, is fun, going at 1 o'clock and, and doing all that. 
And then the Ducks came back and played the Leafs, and they actually played well against Toronto, but then Toronto took over the second period. Ducks, you know, just couldn't rally after that. So a little bit of a rough patch. So, you know, you had the Ducks going on this eight-game winning streak, Eddie and I were at that game, and then after that, um, they lose four out of the next five. I, I think it was kind of interesting, uh, some stuff that was pointed out to us. We had um, the Mighty Jerseys on Twitter uh, point out some records to us during this time as far as goals and uh, scored for and against and how that really impacts the outcome of the game for the Ducks, which, again, I don't like to harp on one stat. We've talked about this. I, I, some people like to look at plus minus. Some people like to look at one analytical stat. Eddie and I like to look at all the stats, plus we like to look at untangibles like uh, uh, chemistry and things like that. But I thought it was interesting because he pointed this out, and I didn't even know, so you have to give him you know, a, 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 hat, uh, a tip to the, you know, him looking this stuff up. But uh, if you look at these losing streak, I mean, these games they lost, they only scored one or two goals in those uh, four losses. And on the season, they have not won a game when they have scored less than three goals. So it's, it's just kind of something interesting to look at. Like I said, I, you know, I'm not riding on one stat, but that's where they're at. And when they've scored more than three goals, they're 13-2-3. So you're almost guaranteed that they're going to win if they score at least three goals or more. It's just kind of something interesting to keep in mind, the magic number of three. But... Um, what did you think about this stretch and those numbers, Eddie? Um, they, I know we kind of talked about this. They, they seems you know like they placed pretty well most of the season, but they went on this stretch. Do you think it was because some of these teams are you know better teams? Obviously, the Avs and Leafs are up there. But what what do you think is uh, the issue? They also didn't have Henrik for a couple games. He did come back in the Senators game, and McTavish is gone. You think some of the the lineup? was part of the issue or just playing better teams or what's your take on, on them, you know, slowing down here in this stretch of five games. I think you forgot one important stat when they lost against Carolina. Um, you and I weren't at the game. I think if we were there, <laughs> Ducks would have like, sensed us there and they would have won. No, but you know what? Carolina was probably a good game. They're a good team. They're, they're the hottest team in the league right now. Uh, Rob, uh, Brenda Moore has been amazing. A coach. Um, that little scar on his face makes him intimidating. He got a little fine for talking crap to the referees uh, this week, but it's just that was a game you could be proud of. The Ducks, they, they like hung in there, were one of the hottest teams in the league. Nashville's been like creeping up there. You have Matt Duchesne finally stepping up to his contract and his potential. Colorado, you had, uh, I mean, it's Colorado, and then Kadri has been on fire. He's probably been one of the best players of November, I, I want to say, in the league. He's just been putting up the points. Um, it, it's hard to say. It, it's actually funny to say that he's been the best player on Colorado, in like minus Ranton and, and McKinnon. Like he's be, he's been be, like playing better than him or both of them. He hasn't been getting that many penalties. He's just been on fire. Now Block Friday game two against Ottawa. I mean, of course we're gonna figure like they have to beat them. But it was still a, a good game. Still, Lars was, was close to getting that shutout against Arizona when I went to the game. Unfortunately, he didn't get that. So it was good to see him get that shutout and well-deserved. Toronto is another team, too. It's been an absolute terror. They're just on fire. I, I know the fans up there are just going bananas over that. Um, they'll, they'll probably still lose in the first round of the playoffs. But still, like, they were on fire, but the Ducks kept up with them. So it, that, that shows a glimpse of hope. Um, the Kings, have we talked about the Kings yet or no? No, we're coming up on those. We'll come up on those okay. in a minute. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the whole Toronto thing too. Like J Jack Campbell, 
I, I, I it, it's hard not to love him. Like he's been through a bumpy road. Um, I know he was a high draft pick. I believe it was for Dallas. He's been bouncing around the league for a little bit. He finally found his groove at Toronto. I know it's really hard with the media up there. It's the scrutiny of it, but he's really found his groove and he's been playing lights out hockey. And I think that was a big determining factor that he helped them go ahead and uh, and get that win. If, if if he wasn't in net or if it was like kind of a mediocre goalie, the Ducks would have had a few of those chances and they, they probably could have had a chance or, or kept up with them. Don't let the score dictate how you feel about that game because it, it, it's not true. Yeah, that, that's one thing too. Is I mean, like you mentioned it, they they played well against Carolina. Yeah, they lost by one goal, but they did. You know, they played a good game in that one. The Leafs, yeah, they they took over um, in the second period and, and started getting ahead. You know, and you know the Ducks got behind, but again, they didn't play horrible in that game. I mean, they the score looked worse than what it was with those two late goals. It was you know a three to one game, and the Ducks had chances in that one too. So even though they had this losing streak. Uh, they, I didn't think that they played terrible. And I think that's the big thing that we got to look at too. A lot of people are concerned about, um, you know, you know, wins and losses, right? We've talked about that. Um, but the process, I, for me, I like the fact that we can watch these games now and the ducks are competitive. I mean, yes, they lost four out of five games, but I mean, they were in all these games except probably the game against the abs, you know, the abs really took it to them. I mean, that just, that is what it is, especially from the second period on. But looking at this team, looking at the process and the way that they're doing right now, I mean, you, I mean, look at the games that they've played. Um, we'll talk about the Kings and the Knights in a minute. But in terms of scoring three goals or more, they've done that uh, sitting here in 18 uh, games. You know, I mean, that's that's amazing that they they're just killing it as far as scoring goals. 18 of the games they scored three or more goals. And then the other six, they've scored less than that. I mean, that's a huge improvement from, you know, this last season and a half or whatever with, you know, how many games they played between the shortened season with the lockdowns and all the craziness. But that's a huge part of it. And I like the way that they're doing what they're doing. I think the only issue has been uh, the lineups sometimes. Obviously, with McTavish going down, it kind of hurts because that was a guy that was giving you, not necessarily, you know, lighting it up every night, but he was giving you solid uh, forecheck and attack and everything like that. And so you had him out, and then you've had to juggle some stuff now because you lost Comtois uh, as well. You have Jones that's been gone and, um, and whatnot. So they go in uh, to this last week here, and they played two division rivals. They played the Kings and the Knights, who... I mean, the Kings have been, I guess, playing better than what you would expect. They're kind of like the Ducks. A lot of people thought that they weren't going to do as well, and they're actually doing better. And then the Knights are kind of the opposite. The Knights, they thought were going to be up there, and the Knights are actually not playing as well. So the Ducks had these two games. I mean, oh, my God, you want to talk about entertaining hockey. Uh, these two games are crazy. I mean, we'll talk about the the, the Kings game first. Holy crap. Uh, this game was just wild. Uh, you had Drew Doughty came back for the Kings. Uh, he had been out for a little bit, and the Ducks uh, went to work right away. You know, at, uh, Troy Terry scoring in this one, um, you know, his 14th goal in the season, insane. Uh, you had Shattenkirk getting in on there. I mean, he's fifth goal of the season, Fowler on the power play, and then it looked like the Ducks had this. You know, they they were dominating the Kings. They were up four to one, and then the Kings score technically four goals in the third period. They had one of them. That didn't count from a high stick. Um, 
But, you know, it ended up having to go to overtime. They battled out. They went to a shootout. The Ducks ended up winning. Um, this game was crazy, too, because Getzoff got hurt. He got knocked out of it. So the, this was another game where the Ducks were playing with a short uh, bench on the forward lines. And I was happy that they won this game and everything. But I was, I was kind of frustrated because this game, they blew that 4-1 to lead. They actually almost blew a 4-1 to lead against uh, the Knights, too, in the next game. But... In this game, I'm happy they won. They got the two points, but I did not like uh, them letting off the gas in the third period, playing like that. Some people were talking about the prevent defense, whatnot, and you know it just it almost came back to bite them. And when you're playing these division teams, yes, you want to win, but you want to get those two points in regulation because if you go to overtime or a shootout, you're only gaining one point if you win. And then when you're going to the tiebreakers and all that stuff, this this isn't going to help you with the uh, regulation overtime wins if it goes you know into the shootout, which what happened the Ducks you know won in a shootout, but you're not that doesn't help you in tiebreaker stuff. So you know overall, I thought the Ducks played well for two periods and, and then kind of you know fell apart a little bit in the third. What did you think, Eddie? Oh, uh, it's it's always good to beat the Kings. I, I don't care. Um, I, I've, I've said it numerous times in the show like I, I, about this team and I'll answer a, a fan question after we talk about the Vegas game but it's always good to beat the Kings however you dropping that lead when you had it and you like I guess like letting off some steam and letting them catch up that's bad it's just it's just like vintage like vintage ducks like ducks have a reputation of not playing a full game I know gets offs have been on record saying that no teams play 60 minutes that's one thing I disagree with because I watched numerous hockey and there's teams that play 60 minutes. Toronto's been playing 60 minutes. You have the Az playing 60 minutes. Carolina plays like 65 minutes in a 60-minute game. I don't know what they're doing over there. But it, it, like I said, it, it's always good uh, when we beat the Kings. Getzloff's injury was like a freak accident. It wasn't – it's just his ankle went the wrong way. And I, I think he's going to be out for a few weeks. It's just the way it, it looked about it. Really glad the Ducks won. The only unfortunate thing too, like I didn't watch this game live. I had to watch it like afterwards when I had a, had a, a game that night too, or I had a, a hockey practice that night. So um, it was good to actually come home and, and sit down, relax. And it, it felt less stressful to know the score already, know the Ducks won. So like watching it after, I was like, all right, cool. I'm not yelling at the TV. I'm just like, okay, they scored. Oh, they scored again. But Ducks are going to win in the shootout. But I, I like how the Ducks kind of rose and, and stepped up and, and Shattenkirk too. He, he, I think he was a player of the game. He scored that uh, that shootout winning goal. So it, it was a good game, but there's a lot of room for improvement. That team just didn't like. It it, it shouldn't have been like that. Like you have that much of a lead, you should actually hold that lead and just keep moving forward. I always say, if you have a lead, always think of the score as zero zero. Don't play too conservatively. Don't. Don't try to be like, oh, defense first. Just keep playing your game and keep moving forward. If the Ducks would have done that, it would have been a blowout. The Ducks probably could have won 7 or 8-1 or something like that. But they they allowed the Kings to get back. Uh, one thing to note, too, this is the last game that the Ducks will play at Staples Center, quote-unquote. Um, it's changing to what, what, a crypto, a crypt arena, whatever, a crypto. A yeah, crypto.com. Crypto yeah. Yeah, I, I'm sorry if, if, uh, if Bloods are listening or Crips. I, I don't know the gang thing, but <laughs> it was funny because, <laughs> uh, no, uh, one of the basketball players, I, I want to say Dwight Howard from the Lakers, thought it was going to be a crypt arena. Like, <laughs> like, the, oh, the, like, the, like the whole gang thing. So, yeah, that was pretty funny. But um, their new arena change, 
and them like hiding that Taylor Swift banner when when they play. It just it's a joke. Kings, I, I don't care. I don't like the Kings. They're my second second hated team minus the Wild. So I'm glad we beat them. That's all that matters. Um, like I guess I, I keep saying. I have an expectation for this team this season, and I, and I I know it's not what you guys want to hear, but I'm glad that we beat the Kings, and, and and I just hope we keep moving forward. And every game we play the Kings, moving forward, we beat them. Yeah, I know. We always talk about that, regardless what the Ducks do in the season. We're like, please beat LA. Like that's that's the main thing, uh, like you talked about. But yeah, I, the other thing that was kind of weird to me in this is that. Uh, Akins has been doing some kind of interesting things towards the end of some of these games. And I noticed uh, he had benched Drysdale towards the end of the game and and didn't play him, you know, uh, in that third. And I don't think he even played him at all in the overtime, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. But, uh, you know, this third period that they that they started, you know, giving up these goals, I mean, all of that wasn't on him. So, you know, I don't know. If he's trying to send a message to Drysdale or not, but I, I wouldn't put the blame on him for a lot of these. I mean, yeah, he was out there for some of the stuff, but I don't know. I just think that that was kind of a questionable thing, and and we'll see that too in the Knights game. I'll get to it in a minute about another thing that he did with the lineup, but I've noticed he's been kind of doing some stuff with seems like Drysdale and Zegers down the stretch. Um, you know, I, I don't know. It's just kind of interesting. Um, some of the, the decisions that he makes at the end and whatnot. But, uh, you know, the Ducks ended up pulling this one out. Like I said, got the points. They won, which is huge. And, um, it, you know, it, it's good. You know, especially, you know, you, you had that loss to the Leafs. You get back on the win column. You also played the game without Getzoff for a while. And you're right, that, that play, I don't know, he did not play in the Knights game. We don't have an update. Uh, he could be out for a while and, and whatnot. But uh, I, I feel that the Ducks won. Uh, you, you know, like we said, we're happy they won. They could have won by more. But uh, another kind of battle that happens between these teams, and it's kind of funny, is uh, the social media stuff. And we've talked about how the Ducks' social media has been um, fantastic uh, this season, or, or at least much more improved. And I thought it was funny because the Kings tried to poke fun at the Ducks, and they were saying, uh, you know, you're on a first date, and they mentioned being a Ducks fan, you know, and, and what do you do? And I thought it was hilarious. I, I thought they gave like three options, you know, like duck out and all this other stuff. And then the Ducks answered and they said uh, they, they put D as an option to put Mary, which I thought was funny. But uh, what what did you think about Tamu joined in on this one too, Eddie? What, if you want to read his response or just what did you think about Tamu's responses too? Because he got in on this as well on Twitter. Yeah, you know what? I, I love him. He's awesome. He said, many of my really good friends are Kings fans, and I always try to remind them that don't worry, nobody's perfect. That is an <laughs> awesome response. It was the funniest thing in the world. I think Solani is just, I think he's one of the greatest guys in the world. Like This guy can walk on water, I, I believe. I mean, he has. like He skates on like frozen water, but I think he's just, he's a perfect human being. He just, he's so happy. He, he's just, he makes like everything better. But this response was just like, great, and, and the Kings, um, like uh, uh, Kings, always have a good social media. And I hate to say that, like they always been better than Ducks, but the Ducks, like replying back, I don't know who's running it, Adam. If you're doing something different, it's shout out to you. But they've been like better than they have in the past. It's fun. Uh, their social media is more engaging. It's just it's awesome. It, it was funny. It, it was just awesome. 
It's just I hope they never go up against New Jersey because New Jersey's a savage. Like those guys, I don't know who they hired or, or, or they probably hired people that just a, a comic. But I think it was this. It, it was fun. It, it gets everyone wild up. Like both fans. It just w- when Slani talked. I mean, you can't really like if you're a Kings fan too. You can't really be like, oh, it's like, f this guy. No, no. It's just it's funny, and and the whole date thing too, Mike. You're married, so it's like I can't ask you that. But if I was on a first date with the girl, and, and like in California in SoCal, if she liked hockey, then it's all for me. Like I can't, like, yeah, yeah, like like forget about it. Like if she likes hockey, it's it's cool. Now if she's like really enthusiastic, and she's like, oh, f the Ducks, all Kings. Okay, I'll take her on a first date to a nice restaurant, get an expensive bottle of wine, get the the most expensive meal. I'll excuse myself to use the restroom, and I'll just bounce out. It's like, hell no. <laughs> yeah, you'll do the duck out move that the Kings talked about. <laughs> oh, no, or, or have you call me, but, like, I tell the girl, hey, Mike, I have to wash my hair. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, that's that's the one thing. That, like, when I met my wife, you know, she she's not as into hockey as much as I am. But, um, you know, she, she liked the sport and stuff like that and, and followed it and whatnot and uh i had asked her that it was funny this is i guess kind of a uh, a story that i never really shared i don't even think i shared it with you or a lot of people but my wife has this thing with vision boards and then if you understand what a vision board is you get a poster board you put it up and uh like you can put sayings or clippings or things on there and Basically, the thought process behind it is whatever is on that vision board is like your goals and what you strive to do. And if you keep looking at it, it will remind yourself uh, of what you're trying to do or where you're trying to go. And, and, and you know, hopefully you, you fulfill them. So what was funny is my uh, my you know my wife and I we both got divorced before we were you know singles, just kind of doing our thing. But it was funny. She wanted to find a tall guy. And a guy that likes sports, right? And and so, you know, you're trying to think, okay, who, like what athlete would she pick, right? Who would she put on her poster board? So she put Chris Pronger on her poster board. <laughs> so I just thought that that was the funniest thing. Uh, after we had gone out on several dates, she had told me like, oh yeah, I was I want a tall guy that likes sports and, and, and the Ducks and it, and it was Chris Pronger. So I, I just thought that that was pretty crazy, Eddie. Like, like it's just weird how that all worked out. But if it had been something like you had talked about, if I had met her and, and she was hardcore uh, Kings, uh, you know, and, and like hated the Ducks and all that stuff, I'm sorry. I, I know some people out there can do it. I could not do it. There's no way. I, I just can't. Like, that would just not work for me. Um, I, I couldn't even, I, I don't even know if I could do what you did, go to the bathroom and then bounce or whatever. I I would just be like, bye, I'm out. I just, for me, I just like, I can't, I can't fake it, man. I, got, I just can't, Eddie. <laughs> no, you know, I, I was joking about that. I would never do that to a woman. I, I like with me, I want to be perfect at everything. So like all the dates I go on, I just, I, I exceed the expectation. Like even though, like I've been on a few dates where it's like, I knew it wouldn't work. I just like like certain qualities. It's like, uh, no, I'm out. But I still want to have a good date. But man, you know what? That's the first time I heard that story, Mike. I I don't think you you never told me that story either. And I I applaud you for that. You you found your soulmate. That's awesome. Uh, I I'm still what like what now? I'm like what 15 dates in different girls. Like shit. Yeah, <laughs> man, I well sucks, I was. But. 
I was there though too. I I know after I got divorced the first time, it was some rough waters for a while. So I mean, I, I know I know how it goes. I've been no yeah. hurry though. I just I I I'm enjoying my life. I love my life. I just I want to have fun and I I want to let the universe take me where it goes and just watching hockey and talking this podcast and and hopefully writing more. It's been busy and this cybersecurity thing is like taking a toll of me. But I just want to be my best me. So that's the best I can do. Yeah, exactly. It's all good, man. It is how it is. Uh, you know, when I did stuff on my own too, I for a little while. I mean, um, sometimes the alone time worked out for me, so it was all good. But uh, yeah, so like we said, the Ducks they uh, ended up, you know, winning this one. The funny stuff on social media, like we talked about, the dating thing was hilarious. Uh, like we said, the Duck social media, you guys have been doing great. Um, hilarious stuff going on there a lot more engagement with the fans which has been fantastic and um you know another good social media one is the vegas knights and i know it's kind of interesting because i I look at what people are saying like we talked about we were joking about this i think it was the last show i talk about sitting on my park bench right and watching everybody go by doing their thing so i always like to do that with with these different social media accounts and and watching the fans a lot of you cannot stand the vegas knights fans it's funny. It, it, it cracks me up because um, when I went, and you guys all know, my mom passed away, sadly, and, and my wife and I were in Vegas at the game. I, I can tell you, honestly, the staff and the people that are around me, all of the, the people that I interacted with, I did not have one bad experience. I mean, um, even before I found that out, and then once people found out, you know, it just was a, a it was an ordeal, you know, just, it is what it is, but... Um, I never had an issue. I mean, are they rowdy? Uh, can they be annoying? Yeah, absolutely they can be. But um, I personally, I've been there for a couple games. I've never had a problem, um, you know, and whatnot. So, I mean, it is what it is. I, I get it. Some people, you know, they, they get pretty animated, which is true. And I like their social media account. It's pretty funny. But this game, at all the games this season, was the wildest game ever. I mean, it started out like nothing. You, you didn't think a lot was going to happen in this game in the beginning. You know, there was no goals scored or anything. Then you had six goals scored in the second period. You had five goals scored in the third period. Um, and, man, the same thing happened, though, in this game, though, Eddie, is the Ducks jumped out there up 4-1 to one, uh, late in the second period. And then almost blew it. You know, you had the, the they gave up two shorthanded goals, um, one late in the second period, one in the beginning of the third, and uh, you know they came back uh, and, it, and it looked like they put it away. They had an empty net goal by Lundestrom, and then of course <laughs> Vegas still scores on a power play with 30 seconds to go, and it, it was a nail biter. And the Ducks ended up winning this one six to five, which again we talked about that we want to win in regulation, which is huge to get those points, but. I was really irritated with the special teams play in this game. I, it just made me mad. I did not like, you know, and we've and we'll talk about the special teams play in a minute. They the Ducks have been great all season and vastly improved on special teams. But this game, their special teams was terrible. They gave up two power play goals and four attempts for the Knights. They gave up two shorthanded goals, which was just just ridiculous. It, it, it was atrocious. I mean, they killed the Knights five on five, which was fantastic. And the Ducks have been a great five on five team, which we'll talk about. But um, this game was exciting, entertaining, um, but a, a little bit frustrating for me uh, in that third period. Again, uh, the Knights getting back in it, uh, but the Ducks did pull it out and get the two points uh, you know, in regulation, Eddie. 
Yeah, you know, this game was, like, one of the only games I actually got semi-watch live. I usually, like, I had to catch up on games. So I, like, my, my schedule was busy. Um, I caught the third period. I went to Laverne Brewing Company, so I want to shout them out. They had it on the big projector. Their owner is a big Ducks fan, hockey fan. So thank you for, like, for that. Like, it was, like, I got to watch the game, like, huge. But it, it was just, like... It seemed like at the end the Ducks kind of just kind of let off steam and they let let them catch up. It just you can't really blame uh, blame Stolarz for uh, letting those goals in. The Ducks just I felt personally that they just like they felt like they had to win and that they just couldn't go. Like I always said, if you, if you're tied, if you're up, whatever, you always think in mentality zero zero. You can't play conservatively. You can't. You can't hold back. You just keep playing your way and, and win. Like Ducks played well, and they, they let they they let Vegas catch up. Vegas is a struggling team right now. They're hurting. Yes, they're going to be good when when Eichel comes back and healthy. They get everyone back. They're going to be dangerous. Right now, they're struggling, and Ducks are on like kind of on fire. Like they've been moving up in the rankings. Uh, our coach is like what he was like. He voted like third uh, for uh, the coach of the year trophy. It it wasn't one of those games where they should have like let the you know let the knights come back and, and just win this by one goal. It should have been a few goals. And it just and it should have been an empty net goal for you to like kind of get that. That's like really frustrating. Like for me, like I know I have my uh, my whole like thing with like oh I want the ducks to not really tank, but I want them to kind of come back to reality and get a higher draft pick. But it just. If you're gonna play the game, play the game. Like if you if not, then then what's the point of being there? It's it felt this game they just kind of like let loose. I, I don't know if it's like back to back games, uh, they they got tired or they just got complacent when they got like up. But this is back to back games where they blew a lead and they let the opponents come up and they let two struggling or equally struggling opponents come up too. So that's what's frustrating me the most. Yeah, I mean you're right about that. It's it's I you're, I mean it was back to back, so there's a little bit of that in there. But like you said, you're playing the Kings and you're playing Vegas. Uh, of course, rivalry games you kind of throw the records out and whatnot. I mean that that's the way it is. But these teams like aren't they're not dominant teams. This is not the the Kings of before when they were just crushing it. This is not the Knights. Uh, before either this season has kind of you know been for, for them has been a little bit disappointing actually because you know th- their fans are upset uh, that they're not playing as well um, and whatnot. But you're right. My thing was the special team thing killed me. The two shorthanded goals back to back. I was like legit pissed off watching this game when they were up um, four to three at that point and they gave it the two shorthanded goals. I was like, what the hell are you guys doing? Uh, that that just pissed me off but they came back you know and answered more goals it looked I mean it looked like this this thing was going to be over when it was six to four but then you get that late power play uh for the Knights and they they made it six to five you know they just would not die <laughs> the the Knights would not die um but again in this one too another thing that irritated me is uh Aikens wasn't putting Zegers out there at the end and it's it, that's the one thing that's kind of killing me too is I I, I think Aikens has doing been doing a lot of good things uh, we'll talk about the team news and some lineup stuff here in a minute. We've we got a couple poll questions we're going to cover related to these games. But um, I don't know what it is with him. When the Ducks have a lead late, for some reason, he doesn't like to put Zegers out there. And then we saw in the Kings game that he took Drysdale out after the Ducks made a couple mistakes or whatnot. 
I mean, here's the thing. It's all about the process, right? This is what we're talking about. We're not we, we're happy with wins. Yes, the Ducks have you know been in the top you know like three in the Pacific Division. Um, they look like yeah maybe they could uh, make the playoffs and all this other stuff. We'll we'll get to, but the thing is they didn't have a killer instinct in these two games um, against the Kings and the Knights. They they could have blown these guys out by more. Uh, or at least won by you know a, a couple goals instead of eking these games out. Which I mean, I'm glad we'd rather them win these games than lose. Where before they would probably let the teams come back and kill them. But no killer instinct, which is something we've talked about in seasons past. I mean, before the last two seasons, because the last two seasons they couldn't score worth anything. So we're kind of back to that problem a little bit. But then with Akins, he needs to trust these younger guys a little bit more. Uh, you know, that's my thing, Eddie, is that, yeah, they're going to make mistakes and everything, but these guys got to gain that experience. If it's holding the lead or making a, a mistake and going out there and, and trying to play better defense or whatever it is, that's kind of my thing is like these guys have to be able to play uh, through controversy or a bad play or in key situations. Uh, no, I, I totally agree. And Zegris, and I, I think I, I can speak for everyone, like he's a cocky little shit. But I love it. I, I love his charisma, and he has a skill to back it up. Like I don't know if Akins is just like, oh, like he's that old school mentality a little bit. And I'm old school too. Like I, I I'm, I'm conforming my ways, and I, I, I agree. Like, hey, you have to earn your place. But someone as skilled and talented as Zegris, hell no, get his ass out there as much as possible. He's so fun to watch. Like. He's blowing up social media, NHL Network. Like everyone's talking about how fun he is. He's he's making like he, I I want to say, and I, I don't know if I'm being like too exuberant, but he's next Paul Korea, I think for the Ducks. Like he he's gonna be one of those players that's gonna just like take the franchise over. He's like, gonna be a franchise player, and he's just he's so fun to watch when he has the puck and what he can do. It's like it's crazy and it's amazing. I don't know why like he's not putting him out there more. And this is like the like my thing, yeah. He was nominated for like you know third in the rankings for coaching, but it's like, bro, if you're gonna like keep doing that to him, like I don't know, like I I, I get it. He's he's a rookie. He's cocky. He likes to talk a lot. Who cares? You have that much skill. Put his ass out there. Let him do his thing. Like he's fun to watch. He's like he's making the Ducks fun again. It's just like him and Terry. Like this team. Like it, it's been down for a few seasons, and we've been critical on the Ducks, like because we're not going to sit there and sugarcoat it and, and tell you like the best things when it's not happening. We're going to tell you the facts. But Zegris is one of those players. It's just like holy shit! I love watching it. It's like what do you do? Like I'm I'm showing like people that don't even like like hockey. Look at these moves, and they're like in awe about it. Like he, he shouldn't be benched. He should be put in those high like stress situations. Uh, he he's our next Getzloff. Like. Obviously, he's not the same player as Getzloff, but he's going to be our franchise player, and he should be out there those high those high stress situations when we're down at the end of the game, when he's almost having a hat trick. Like, come on, put him out there, let him just do his thing, let him have fun. Like, he's he's only going to improve. If you guys think Jack Hughes is is the next great one, dude, it's Trevor Zegers. I, I think he's going to be one of the top players in the league, and it's you just it's so fun, Mike. It's so fun. You and I and all the fans, we were seeing him develop into that player. Like holy crap! Like I wish I had a point zero one percent of Zegris's skill. Like, it'd be awesome. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, and you saw that play where he made Dowdy look silly, man. I mean, uh, on that Kings game, he just blew by him. For, you know, uh, Milano couldn't tap it in on the play. But, I mean, he's doing stuff like that like every game, almost every other shift he's doing crazy stuff. That's like, you know, he, he tried to score like that himself too. And, I, I mean, it's been fantastic to watch him. Like you said, he's definitely going to be a franchise player and a leader for this team down the road. And I, I was bummed, too, when he had that chance to get a hat trick. And, you know, he didn't get to play a lot in that third period. It's like, dude, let him do his thing. Stop. Stop. Just stop. And if he makes mistakes or whatever and you have to bench him for a shift or something, okay, I get it. But when... You're not putting him out there in critical situations or a chance to get a hat trick when the the opponent's net is empty. That that stuff like seriously pisses me off. And you know, you talk about Zegris be, being you know like a, a Korea type or Getzloff type, you know, a leader for this team. Well, I look at Drysdale. He to me, he's like a Scott Niedermeyer type. That's who I look at when I see him. I mean, he's that kind of guy to me too. These two guys are gonna be. They are the future of this team. Period and 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 it's the future is now. I mean, they're gonna be the guys that you're gonna want out there every time, even if they make mistakes. And like I said, I, I get it. You know, you want to take them out for here or there because of this, uh, this or the other thing. But when you take a guy out and, and he's gone for most of a period or the last five minutes of a game because the other team scored a, a goal while he was on the ice or whatever, it's like, come on, dude. These are the two guys that they're gonna have to develop even more. And the best way to develop these guys is having them play through a bad shift or whatever else is going on. I mean, have them go out there and do their thing. They have to be able to play in all situations. And I'm with you. I, I think these two are the, uh, are going to be phenomenal for this team in the years to come. Exactly. I, I agree. Like, uh, Azegris especially, he, he should be out there in all situations. Like, dude, I'm 14 years older than Azegris. He's only 20 years old. And I, like... I'm trying that Michigan and my, my whole beer league team. I mean, I'm not that skilled. It's like hard for me to do it. I'm trying the moves I see Zegris doing. It, that, that's, what he can do is amazing with the puck and how skilled he is. And Drysdale, I was still wrong last year thinking like, oh, Drysdale needs to go back to the you know, juniors. No, hell no. He came in the league and he shut me the hell up. And I'm glad I was wrong about that. Drysdale looks amazing. It's just this team, I, I guarantee like, I want like I don't want to say it this season. Like I know we're not going to win the cup, and I'm sorry, fans, if you if you don't like that. We're not winning the cup this season, but in a few years, this team's going to be dangerous. It's like like people come to California. These teams come to California. So they, it, it's going to mean business. It's going to be crazy. I mean, it means business right now. Ducks are on fire. The Kings are on fire. San Jose is I don't know. They they, they sank. They're they're in the water somewhere. I don't know, but. It's just, oh man, Zegris. I'm so glad that we got the pick that we did, and we picked him. He's just, he's amazing. And Drysdale too. It's just these two players. Like I, I would love to meet them and talk to. Him. And Drys or uh, Zegris too. Uh, listening on the Spit and Chickens podcast, he has so much charisma. He's, he's so he, he's such a character. He, he's a good guy. We heard our coach talk about him. Like he doesn't shut up. He's just one of those guys. Just. He he loves the game. He's having fun, and I I just I I know players like that. I have friends of friends that you know that know Bobby Ryan. That same like same charisma. It's that. It's just you want that in a locker room. You want that kind of person that just loosens everyone up and, and makes everyone have fun. 
Zegris is a type of player, yes, he's a professional athlete, but when he comes to the rink and he goes in the ice, he's always having fun. Come on, he uh, he was like telling uh, he was telling Ryan O'Reilly like, "I'll bet you hundred bucks if you know uh, whoever wins his face off, he won it." And then Ryan O'Reilly sends him hundred dollars on Venmo, and then he does that with Drysdale. And Drysdale's like, "Oh, like who the fuck are you? You're you're a rookie." It's just like this kid is he he's a rookie. Oh, I, I don't know, Mike. I always have like an old school mentality about rookies, but this kid, it's just I I, I love what he's doing. It, it's just awesome. It's it, it's amazing. Well, and that's you had the uh, magic word in there, fun. I mean, that's what a lot of people are talking about. Watching this Ducks team is fun again, and that's the biggest thing. Uh, even when they lose, you know, they're still playing competitive hockey. You're seeing Zegers do all kinds of stuff on the ice. Like you said, he's a character off the ice, a big personality. Um, the Ducks social media is showing more of the personality too with the players. You even see on TV, you'll see them before they go back out on the ice. You see uh, Drysdale and, and Zegers. And doing their little grunt and their little funny, you know, moves and stuff like that before they go back on, on, on to the ice. So, I mean, it's just fun. Watching this team is fun, period. Um, and it's really gotten people talking. I think the big thing now, and it's interesting because we didn't think they'd be in this position at the beginning of the season. Now they are. They're, they're in a playoff type position. Uh, according to Money Puck, if, uh, that's one that you can follow where they um, give you the odds or the percentages that the uh, teams will make the playoffs. They have the Ducks at making the playoffs at 71.5% right now uh, after these last couple games. So it's crazy. And we did a poll question on Facebook and have 80% of you wanted the Ducks to make the playoffs. 10% said no, and the other 10% were unsure. And I kind of, I kind of, uh, just so you guys know the way I phrased it on there, because I like Facebook. I like being able to do it because you know more characters and it's just easier to to talk on there. But I asked if you guys wanted them to make the playoffs or if you felt getting a draft pick was more important. So that was the that's you know the um, the exact way that I worded it. And you guys were more for them making the playoffs and getting experience, like we were talking about with these younger guys and everything like that, which I was surprised. I surprised, you know, that it was that high because Eddie and I have talked about this and uh, I'm kind of in the middle on this. I, I mean, I didn't want them to make it in the beginning of the season. Now that I see it, I, I'm, I'm kind of excited that if they made it, but I don't know. I mean, it's a tough one because, you know, we've talked about them getting the draft pick and going in there. And I know Eddie's brought this up, and this is a good point. One of you brought up, Davey said that, uh, quote, they'll never win with this squad. It's great seeing them win frequently, but it'd be better to get a young star forward than an embarrassing first-round sweep. And I think that's my concern is is that they get in there and they get swept out right away. Then it's like, well, okay, what what experience did they really get in the playoffs? You went in, got your butts kicked, and knocked out in four games. Not saying that that would happen. I would hope it wouldn't happen if they make it. Of course, I want them to win and do all that. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I'm not I'm not against them making it. It would be awesome if they did and they they go in there and everything like that. Uh, but. There's a lot of stuff. It's early, of course, too. Some of you mentioned that on Facebook. That's still, you know, a lot of time. But just bring that up now because I know a lot of people are talking about it now. I see a lot of people posting things about the Ducks being playoffs, being the top team. Uh, we're a quarter of the way through the season. Uh, you know, obviously a long way to go. But it's the topic now, and that's why I bring it up to see what people think. 
and, and but there's things that have to come together too. Like we said, you, you don't have Max Jones right now. He may not come back at the end of the season. Maybe if, if the Ducks made the playoffs, it depends. I told you in, in the previous podcast that that injury is is pretty brutal. I've had a couple of my own friends go through it. Um, you have Comtois that's out. Um, Getzloff, we're not sure now what's going on. Um, you know, McTavish was sent down, uh, you know, so when Davey's talking about with the squad, I mean, yeah, the other, the other part of it is the trade deadline, which we're not really going to go into that, but that's going to be coming up. And then you have the GM issue, right? You have Solomon in there, but is he going to stay into the whole season? How's that going to work out? I mean, there's just so many variables right now that for me, I, I, I'm a little bit more on, yeah, if they make it, it'd be cool, but um, I'm just really, really torn right now because there's a lot of things that need to happen in the next couple months for me to be like, yeah, let's go for it, or like, no, let's not. Um, but I, I know Eddie, you kind of you're more on the the other side. You you kind of think, hey, you know, what's the point of getting in and just getting knocked out in the first round? Whoop to do. Let's let's try and get another pick and, and build on this because we also don't know what Getzloff's going to do next season. And, and we also have Raquel, Manson, and Lindholm to figure out. I mean, there's just a lot. This this isn't a simple discussion. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it, it, it's really not easy to talk about. Um, my best friend, <laughs> since like, what, third or fourth grade, and my roommate, he's a big basketball fan, and he uh, he was talking to me yesterday about that. Like, I, I, and we had the same, same discussion, like, about the Ducks winning, like, last night. I was like, I don't want them to win. I, I want them to start, like, coming back to reality and losing and getting a higher draft pick. He's like, but dude, if they make the playoffs, you have all your young guys getting that experience and that, that, that that's going to help them build for the future. And, and, and I get what he said. So thank you, Josh, for that. Um, but I just do playoffs is a different animal. It, it's totally different. Like, like whatever sport you play, you play a beer league hockey, you play softball, uh, you play basketball, you play what football, in beer leagues, rec leagues, pro leagues, playoff intensifies. I, I just can't see the Ducks like doing that right now. I, I can't like we have Delorier and Manson as our like our main guys. That's not enough. Like we need more grit. We need more depth. Um, I mean Gibson, like he, he can't he, he can't do it all. He's he's a fantastic goalie. I think he's probably one of the top three goalies in the league. But it's only so much you can take. Uh, look at Montreal last season. Like, yeah, they had Carey Price playing lights out. But at the end of the day, like, skill comes more. And it's just, I, I can't see this team doing that. I, I want I, – I, 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 hope, I hope I'm wrong. Like, I love being wrong when I talk about the Ducks, but I'm over here talking about reality. But it's just I, – I can't see it happening. I don't want the Ducks to sit there and tank purposely. It seems like the Senators are tanking purposely with – the whole skate play. Oh no, I think Colorado skate play. Never, never mind. But yeah, <laughs> wrong team. But uh, I don't know. It just it, it's kind of like I, I'm stuck in a, a rock in a hard place because I want my team to do well, but I don't want them to sh- like like you said like to fall out in the first round. We get a mid like draft pick. Like, like we have to think about the future. We have to think about what, what we're gonna do. We have Drysdale and, and, and Zegris are gonna lead this team. To something but is it something right now like do you want to make trades do you want to be like new jersey and and make big splashes and then just be what a piece of crap team like they are right now no it, it, it's not worth it i don't think it's worth it at all i i think we should we should just ducks should keep playing the game improving what they need to do uh we have a good foundation right now and build from that 
Um, it just, I, man, it, you know, Mike, it's so hard to talk about this. Like, I, I really, like, as a fan, I want them to. But as being your co-host and being part of Ducks and Pucks, like, I have to, like, think of the reality of it. And I, I just, I don't want them to, uh, yeah, I, I think reality needs to hit. Ducks can't sustain this kind of, uh, this kind of momentum. And I hope they do, and I hope they prove me wrong. If they're sounding like a champion, like, I'll send, like, what, four jerseys out to fans. Like, it just, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where I'm actually stuck on this podcast right now. Like, like damn it. Like, I'm biting my tongue. Like, I I, I don't know how to respond to it. Like, I, I don't want to sound like a piece of crap, but it just, it's hard. No, I, I mean, it is hard. I mean, you're looking at this right now and the way that they're playing is great. And we'll talk about some of the stuff right now, with the, like what's going on with the team stats and what's going well and why it is. But, yeah, it's it's not an easy thing. You, you don't know who the GM's going to be in the future. Is it going to be Solomon? Is it going to be somebody else? That, that's like a huge part. What direction they're going to go. Start the trade deadline to get through. You got to figure out. You got these injuries, uh, different players and things. Uh, there's still a lot to figure out. But I just threw it out there because I saw a lot of people talking about. It. People were excited. They're a fun team to watch. They're scoring goals. You know, they're they're winning these crazy games, which is good. Um, so I mean, I, I'm with you. We're, I, I'm still kind of in the middle. Kind of want to wait and see. I mean, if they make it, of course, I want them to make it and play well and go all the way. But, um, you know, it's a long season. There's a lot of stuff going on uh, right now. And I'm just hoping that they – biggest thing for me is for them to get healthy. And that's kind of where we're at with the team right now. Some of the updates, we we had uh, Johnny, B-U-R-I-C-K, he asked, you know, what is going on with Comtois? Well, Comtois, we found out, had a hand issue with a bone that had to be removed. And it's probably why he wasn't doing as well because we were like, why is he not playing and scoring as well? Well, he had some kind of issue with his hand. And, and we've talked about this, uh, when you have that, I mean, it's, it, you're talking about now you're shooting, you're passing, you're, you're trying to squeeze um, or grip on the stick, things like that. You had some kind of a bone issue, so that was a problem. So he is out for six weeks. Henrique dislocated his finger, but he came back. Um, I've actually done that before, too. I actually did it where I, I bent my ring finger in a 90-degree angle uh, playing football. Um, and that was horrible. And I, uh, had the trainer pop it back in and I just went back and, you know, ran out there on the field and did what I had to do. (laughs) But they taped my fingers together is what they did for that. And, um, it's all good now. This is several years ago, but, um, that's another issue that can affect your play. Um, so it looks like Henrique though, it was, I think, um, Aiken said, uh, excuse me, um, Eric Stevens said it was his uh, pinky finger. So, not as bad, right? So it seems like he's okay. But now we have Getzloff. He's got the ankle injury. Who knows how long he's going to be out. Um, so that's kind of where the injury stuff is at right now with this team. So that's something you have to kind of be concerned about and see who's all going to come in and fill in those gaps. We've got um, Carrick has been going up and down uh, between the teams. Uh, Leterrier has been doing the same thing. They're taking the train or the five freeway. I don't know what, I mean, some of them are paper transactions too. There's been some of that going on as well, but they keep bringing these guys up and down trying to fix the, you know, uh, keep the, the lineup with enough players and, and whatnot. So that, that's one issue that you got to look at. But if we're looking in terms of how they're playing, I mean, the ducks, they're playing well in a lot of categories. If you're looking at, uh, their goal scoring, we talked about that, right? The magic number three. 
If they score three goals or more, they pretty much win almost every game or, or at least get a point in overtime or a shootout. Um, and they've done that in two-thirds of the games they played this season. Phenomenal. Um, in, in terms of like their goals uh, for uh, statistic, they're 12th at 5-on-5. Five five. They're killing it 5-on-5. Five five. Raquel, Milano, and Zegers have been kicking ass at uh, 5-on-5, five five, especially in these last couple games. They're just dominating the shot attempts. You had Milano and Zegers getting uh, three assists each in that last game. I mean, just crazy. So they're doing real well 5-on-5. Five five. Uh, special teams, the power plays third in the league when we've been like last or second to last, right? Um, at 27.1%, and the penalty kills tied for eight. So, I mean, they're they're doing really well statistically, but the, the concerns are some of the things that we've already brought up on this show, Eddie, uh, is injuries, uh, not being able to hold leads, that killer instinct, and the other big one that you talked about, which is big for playoffs, is is, is that grit or physical play. There's some of it there, but uh, sometimes it's not always there. So a lot of things are going in the right direction. The teams, you know, they're they're winning games or they're, or they're they're barely losing games. They're scoring goals. They're doing a lot of positive stuff. But the, there's are some injuries slowing down the team. You know, they've had to change the lineup a little bit because of that. Aikens has done a couple weird things late in the games, like we talked about, not giving some of those guys their chances. So um, that's where the team's at right now. I mean, what are you seeing, Eddie? I mean, like we, we said, they're, they're scoring. They're playing well in special teams. I mean, any other things that you would add, like you know, what you think that they could do better or maybe they're um, not doing as well at? I'm holding leads. I'm not playing that full game, but you know what, dude, Mike? It's been I've been having fun watching this team. It's been amazing, Terry. I, I I've been like crying and, and harping on him. Like he, he, like like since he was in DU. Like I know like Sackett coached him too. He's a big. Uh, he grew up in Colorado. He's a, he, he's a Colorado fan. Like I, I shared a picture too on Ducks and Pucks uh, of him being a Colorado fan. So if you're getting coached by Joe Sackett and Joe Sackett saw potential in you, like. Dude, you're a good player, and he's like putting up there. Like this guy, like he he's about to be a twenty goal scorer, and I want to say this season he'll be a thirty goal scorer. Regardless, like uh, uh, of what the team's gonna do or, or or whatnot, it's fun to watch. This is like, I don't know, like the last time you remember, Mike, besides like that one game where we're like highly inebriated when Deloria scored the hat trick, we had fun watching the Ducks play. But I think all fans are in agreement. This season has like changed our like like perspective. Yes, I still think it's not a playoff team, but yeah, in the back of my mind, as a true fan and not like doing a podcast or not being part of Ducks and Pucks, yeah, I want Ducks to win. You know, I I think they, they think, oh yeah, they're going to the Stanley Cup. It's just it's it's something it's something fun. It's something like different. Ducks are improved in all categories from last season. It's just it's amazing. Like and. Man, I, I sometimes I'm speechless. I, I just I'm talking to my, my my buddies like, dude, what's what's going on with ducks? Like I I don't even know. Like all my buddies like that listen to the show. Shout out to you guys. Thank you for listening to the show. I know I'm like weird. I'm boring, but whatever. But they always ask me all these questions like, what's going on with the ducks? Like I don't know. Like there's something is like going on, and it's led by Zegris and Drysdale and stuff like that. I do want to give a shout out real quick too before I forget. I forgot. Um, there's a, a Beanface52. Uh, I tried to like, message him to get the actual, like, his uh, his in, 
I guess the wife and or not wife but engagement stuff but they're uh they're having some wedding stuff going on uh engagement and stuff like that save uh, save the date man they asked us to if we would share it so um if you guys are listening congratulations to you uh messages back on ducks and pucks we'll give you a shout out um for sure share your pictures and we'll give you a shout out and i wish you guys everlasting happiness and love yeah, fantastic. I uh, that same here. I long live, you know, um, their marriage and how how everything that's going to happen. I mean, uh, that's fantastic for them. Uh, I know there's been a couple other fans that have gotten married recently too, and congrats to them. There's some other fans that have had kids too, and everything. So it's just wonderful seeing that. I wish the best to everybody. Um, you know, and, and like Eddie said, if you want a shout out for sure, just send us. Um, anything you want to just tell us, we can post it. If you have photos you want to send, anything like that, we're more than happy to share that stuff. Not, An article not, too. Yeah, if we, if we can write something up too. I mean, we're the sky's the limit, man. So I'm happy for them and everybody else that's, uh, you know, like I said, been getting married recently or planning to get married or uh, had uh, little ones that they brought into to this world. So fantastic. Uh, I think what you talked about this this with the ducks and the fun and all that, it's kind of a, what a fan question that came up. And I think this is part of the answer to that. Eddie is, um, we had leaper Zach on Instagram asked, do you think without Bob Murray, the team can be themselves? And I think we can already answer that. I think the answer is yes, because you see the way that these players are acting and the things that they're doing. The team is more loose. They are having more fun. Like I said, you see the guys messing around before they're going onto the ice between the intermissions. You see, Zegris going on different podcasts and cracking jokes and Getzloff's been doing stuff too and everybody's been out there doing um, their thing and you're seeing more personality of this team. Um, Murray's old school as we talked about and I you know and he's not you know on social media and at least unless he's got a you know these little hidden account but you know he never officially had a, a, an account that I know of. He was more old school. So I think with him gone, I think the team is absolutely being themselves. And I think it's it's made it more fun and enjoyable for us as the fans, for them as a team. And the players, they all they all love playing for Coach Akins, you know. Um, it's I've never heard them say anything bad. I mean, I, I, I'm, I just question some of the things late in the games when he's not letting the younger guys out there to get that experience. But in terms of the way things have gone, uh, it's been great. And, you know, you even seen Akins get into it. You remember the other night the Ducks didn't get five goals and, and he was making a joke about how the, the team let the fans down because and, and Terry and some of the players because they didn't get, you know, free chicken for the fans. I mean, that was freaking hilarious. Like, you've seen him come out with personality too. So, absolutely. I, I think a big part of it, Eddie, is that Murray is gone. Yeah, it's just, that's unfortunate. But I told you before, I think Murray is uh, using his, you know, you know what? Let, let's skip that. But you know what? Aikens, his old chicken thing, seeing his personality is awesome. Like awesome. It's just, and Chick Fil A too. Like, have you tried that, Mike? Like, I I tried it a few times. Or I I tried to actually have it. It's just the lines are too long, so I can't even get that. So I, I can't get my whole free chicken. I, I've I've actually had it a couple times. Um, you know, a couple people at work have brought it in and stuff like that. Um, no, it's fantastic. They have this little chicken like biscuit thing that's like I guess it's a breakfast thing. I think, but it's like fantastic. I, I love it. I think it's great. I, I mean, you know, it, it tastes good. 
I mean, I, I don't, I'm like you though. I don't go like try to go there because the line is like ridiculous. The line's almost as bad as like going to in and out. It's like, it's crazy. You have to go at like an off time or something, but um, yeah, it's good. I mean, uh, I, I like it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not crazy about it, but it, yeah, it, it's good. And I think um, that, yeah, it's just been refreshing to see this team, um, you know, yeah, reju- exactly, rejuvenated and all the stuff going on. So I, I think that was a great question they asked uh, about that. And I know we kind of, we had Crisp Barry asked about the, you know, what do we think about the rebuild so far this year? We've kind of already talked about all that. Um, it doesn't really seem too much like a rebuild, but um, now, because, I mean, they're starting to win and all this craziness is going on. But, I mean, I love how the way the season's going. Like we said, it's... It's you look at all these categories. They're playing better in special teams. They're doing outstanding five on five. They're scoring goals. Um, you know they're not playing complete games and they're, and they're blowing some leads here. Things like that. Um, you know certain things like that. Sometimes a little bit too many turnovers in some of these games too. I didn't really mention that too much, but there's a couple times we've seen that kind of bite them, uh, and especially during the losing streak. But I think it's great um, overall. Everything that we've seen has been fantastic. I think. The only thing really is trying to get more people to the games, which is what uh, we had uh, Bradley H N A D A L asked, you know, about getting more people to the game. Well, it's kind of a problem. I mean, uh, you know, now that I've gone, I've gone to a couple uh, games, and Eddie, you've gone to a couple, but it's really a lot of the rules that are set up right now, unfortunately, and it's n- it's not the Ducks' fault, but. You have to, um, if you got your vaccine, you have to show proof of that. If you forgot, then you got to go get a test. Or if you didn't get it, you got to get a test. And, you know, you have to pay 40 bucks to take this test. And then if you don't want to do that, then you have to give your insurance card and all this other personal information, everything, which I know people don't like doing that. So that that's part of the problem. Uh, you know, you have these uh, hurdles to get people in there. Um, and it's kind of a pain in the ass. It's, it's not... Like I said, it's nothing on the ducks. It's not what they can do. It's it's a lot of it's state of California stuff. So that, that's just a problem, um, getting people there to, to get in. And I, I know people that have canceled their tickets, you know, um, before the season. They probably wish they didn't now that the ducks are winning, you know, and, and they bounced out uh, on the games. But um, that's been a problem, you know, trying to get more people there. That's been an issue because if you're – you know, you're paying for these tickets and parking, and then you got to tell me I got to spend forty dollars to take a test. I mean, that's that's the money I'm spending on my my beer or my food or whatever else I was going to get inside the game. So, a little bit unfortunate situation. Um, there was a, a crap ton of people though. I'll tell you on that Black Friday game, that place was a madhouse. There were a lot of fans. I know it's a holiday, early game, so maybe it was easier for some people. But uh, that one was pretty good. It was pretty crowded. So. Um, I, I think if the Ducks keep winning and playing, I think they'll get more people there, Eddie. Great question. I, I love the question, and it's unfortunate. Like, My thing is, I don't care. I don't give a shit. If zero fans go and you and, and you and I are at the game, that's all that matters. Like, I, I, I go to the game to watch the game. I, I don't care who's there, who's not. Like, I see Jen. I see, like, all, like, you know, like, like everyone else I see, that's cool. This whole rules and restrictions, I'm not going to get, like, too deep into that. I think it's bullshit. But, like I always say, fake it till you make it. I'm not going to go into more detail than that, but, like, like, it's just this whole, like, like, the whole rules and regulations are kind of hindering it. It it sucks. And 
the fans that still listen that cancel our tickets. I respect that. I respect you. But this team's fun to watch right now. And it's unfortunate that we don't have more fans because of those restrictions. Um, Bradley, it's, it's a great question. And the, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know how to like discuss that without going into further detail. They don't have more of the staff too. So like if you sit in the, the 400 levels, AKA the peasants, what I call it, cause I'm a peasant too. Um, you're not getting the same like representation. It, it, you have to like fight for, for a beer, fight for the restroom now. It's just, I don't know. Um, I, I think uh, the restrictions need to be lifted. Um, everyone has a choice. Like we all have a choice to drive a car. I know it's not the same thing, and I apologize if I'm offending anyone. But it's just one of those things where, like, it's a professional sporting event. I, I think everyone shouldn't have to be subjected to showing a card or a fake vaccine card or a test. It's just that's like I think that's the biggest determining factor of what's going on this season. I think if it wasn't for that, the stadium would be packed out a lot more. Especially uh, how the Ducks are playing this season. But hey, we're here. We're making the best of it. And I'm not trying to di- downplay like, any of your beliefs. Or I'm not trying to like like, like shat on your guys' like, yourself like that. So I'm just telling you my opinion. And I mean, I'm not right. I'm not wrong. So it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, I mean, without getting political and all the other crap or whatever, because we don't like to get into that stuff on this show. It's not, we're more about sports, but I mean, there's barriers to getting into the games. And they're barriers that are not uh, within the team's control, unfortunately. I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, But some of you, we've talked offline about this. I'm I'm more than happy to talk about specific things and uh, go into stuff, but I'll leave it at that. I mean, we're, we're rocking and rolling on this, so... Now, with the Ducks playing well, too, we haven't talked about the minor league stuff as much, and they're just, like, killing it. So the future is very bright for the Ducks. And if your argument is, hey, let's make the playoffs, I don't care about draft picks, well, I guess this is this is for you to make that argument. Um, the goals are now back on winning since uh, the last show. They won five in a row at the time of, of recording this. Um, Perot is killing it with 15 points. Tracy's got 14 points. They're just going nuts. Uh, down there in the goals. They're playing really well, but so are the, the junior prospects too. Um, you had McTavish, as I talked about earlier in the show. He goes down. He scores a hat trick in his first game down there. Um, you have, we'll break down some of these points here. Uh, Pastorjov, he's got uh, 32 points in 21 games. Uh, Zellwinger's got 18 points in 17 games. Um, it's just crazy. You got... Um, uh, uh has got 23 in 18 games. Uh, just nuts. A lot of these guys are just destroying stuff. I mean, they're just killing it. You had uh, Braden Tracy was the uh, player of the week in the AHL. Uh, Chagall was, um, he also had a hat trick too, and he was a player of the week in the WHL. Um, you had Moore and Pastorjov made Team USA for the World Juniors. You had McTavish and Zellwinger make it for Team Canada. I, I mean, I, I don't, I, I'll, I'll admit, I don't, get all the time in the world to watch the minor league stuff and junior stuff. I don't get all that on the TV and whatnot, or I don't have the streams or whatever, but I see a lot of the highlights and stuff. And I try to catch some of the goal stuff here and there, but I mean, there's, 
just a shit ton of of uh, talent coming up for the Ducks. So, like, if you're one of those that's like, I don't give a shit about the draft picks. We have all these guys. You're absolutely right. We have a ton of these guys. And, and we had somewhere here, I think we had a fan question about if, if Perot was going to be called up. And I know a lot of people were talking about that. I'm surprised he hasn't been, to be honest. I, I, I thought he would be one of them, especially now. I don't know, maybe with Getzloff being out and we don't know how long he might come up there. But... I mean, damn, Eddie, if you're not excited about watching the Ducks, you got the goals that are tearing it up, and then you got all these prospects in the minor leagues that, holy crap, they're just scoring points left and right. Oh, yeah, Perot, 15 points, I think it's 15 games. This He needs to be called up, like, ASAP. Like, Getzoff's out, like, I don't know if they're, like, kind of marinating him in the minors, but I think he's proved enough already in the minors what he can do. I want to see what we can do in NHL, and we, we, you know what? Well, why not? Like, you have to like throw them up and, and see what they can do. This team's going to be built on young guys. He's one of those, and he, I think he's like more than enough proved himself. He's been what, like he, he did. Like, he's been named like player of the game. Uh, he, he's been like, he's been going bananas and crazy. Like, call him up. Um, I know Buddy Robinson called. He got called up. His first call up for the Ducks. I know everyone's saying who, who I hate that response. Like, come on, guys, Google, but we'll help you out. He's, um, well, he had four points this season, two goals, two assists. Big right winger, 6'6". Six, six. He played for the Flames and the Sens. Uh, he's just one of those depth guys. I, I wish I would have saw him in action. Big guy. I mean, obviously, he's not going to be a, a, a determining factor or a game changer. He's not going to be a superstar, but he's one of those guys you probably want in your lineup. He can, you know, he just get in front of the net and, and cause, like, havoc. But I think Perot's, um, for that question to be answered, I think Perot should, you know, he will be called up this season. It's not he should. He, he will. It's just, you know, it gets off out. He's had 15 points. Um if if I'm the GM right now, I'd call him up and just like put him in a few games and see how he does in the NHL level. But I'm not the GM, so. I I know I'm with you though. I mean him and Tracy, they've been they've been doing well down there. I mean if you're gonna bring a guy up, you know, and and, and let him get into the mix, that I mean that's what I would go with either one of those for sure. So, but like I said, tons of action. These guys are just destroying it on the points, just killing it. So if you are able to watch it. Great. If not, you know, you can see the highlights. A lot of people are posting it uh, on Twitter and other social media and whatnot. So a lot of good stuff, a lot of good hockey uh, going around this Ducks organization. And they've been fun to watch as we've talked about at at all the levels now. So um, with that, that brings us basically to our last section where we talk about the league news. Uh, there's a little bit we'll cover about the Ducks too because there's kind of some trade rumor uh, maybe possibly with the Bruins. But um, before we get to that, let's talk about my other team that I like, uh, the the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, Eddie, they brought back the old school jersey with uh, the writing of Pittsburgh on it and I can't stand it. <laughs> uh, a lot of these, a lot of this discussion will actually be about jerseys in this section around the league news and stuff. But I, I guess with Pittsburgh, this is our first one. And, 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 I don't know. I just I, I don't like it, man. I like I like the penguin. I don't like the damn words. That jersey reminds me of Stoop Dog with his little afro, him doing that little bike in that video. Yes. Um, you know what, Mike? I'm gonna defer. I actually like that. I I I, I, I thought you would like it too. Like I, I'm one of those people. It's I know a lot of people, fans don't like it. I know you don't like it, but I think it's cool. I, I think it's like going back to original roots. I think the jersey's cool. 
Snoop Dogg's a, the biggest bandwagon fan, but it's Snoop Dogg. He, 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 no one can hate him. He's he's just like awesome. So um, I, I and you know what's funny and ironic? They're gonna debut that jer- or debut that jersey on Jan- uh, December eleventh when they play the Ducks. So um, if you guys want to be gangster, I think like, Snoop Dogg like claims script, so everyone wear blue or something if you get stabbed. <laughs> I'm just kidding about that. You're cracking me up, man. <laughs> dude, I don't know. <laughs> You're too funny, dude. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it is. It's it's weird that they're gonna be wearing that too um, when they play against the Ducks uh, on the 11th. So I always like to watch those games. That'll be a Saturday game, an early game. So I'll, I'll be watching it. But yeah, I don't know, man. And then uh, you know, you you talked about this earlier today, a little bit on the show. Uh, about uh, we mentioned Jack Hughes uh, just because of the stick throwing incident. What did you think? Uh, well, sh- crap, they have a third jersey too. There's a lot of jersey talk in this thing. But w- what did you think about um, his extension and the jersey? It's whichever, go for it. <laughs> oh, for the Devils? Oh my. Okay, you know what, Jack Hughes. I think he's a. I said before he was a bust. Like I, I could see him being like a, a better player. So I'll, I'll retract my words for that. I just don't see him right now being an eight, eight-year, $8 million player. Like, And yes, I know fans are flipping out. I've seen him play. I watch hockey a lot. I'm not one of those guys that sit there and just watch one game and think I'm fucking – or freaking an analyst. I apologize, Mike. That's two F-words in one show. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he has 55 points in 120 games. Like, I, I just – I know he deserves a big contract, but I think uh, – Sufficient. Uh, I don't know. It's just it, it's too big right now. And New Jersey's de- uh, gambling. Yes, if he, he becomes that superstar that they hope that he's gonna be, it's gonna be a great contract. Like like Dry Sidle. It's gonna be awesome. But if he doesn't, it's gonna be a bust. I I, I really hope he does. I I love like he reminds me of uh, of Zegris too. Like he has that charisma. He has that 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 spunk. That cocky attitude. That. Like me as an old school fan, I hate that, but I love it right now. Like I love seeing Jack Hughes, his cockiness, his, his the way he talks, his interview, the way he plays. I love that. It, it reminds me of uh, of Zegris, but I think it's I, I don't know. I think it's a big contract. It's too soon, and also too, Mike. They had their uh, their third jersey announced, and it just says jersey. Like, what the hell? Like. Like should we? Uh, oh, I I don't know. It's that <laughs> that jersey was fine. I thought it was a joke, to be honest. Yeah, I I'm gonna hate on a lot of jerseys in this segment of the show, man. I just like, you know, I can't stand the lettering thing on the Penguins, and then the Devils come out with a jersey that says Jersey, and I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? That that's that's your jersey. It says Jersey. Like I was with you when I saw that. I was like. Uh, really? And then the design is just like, it's just boring. It's a black jersey with some white lines on the, on the, you know, sleeve around the elbow area and then some on the shoulder. I mean, it's just boring. I like, what is this? This is just trash. I, 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 I don't know. I, I just, a lot of these jerseys kill me, you know, and then <laughs> right before we recorded too, the Predators came out with their jersey 
You want to talk about crap, dude. That jersey is horrible. And I made that joke on, on Twitter that we uh, decided to help them out design it so their fans could be happy. Well, mission accomplished for us, you know, making their jersey look like crap. I mean, we didn't. It's a joke. But um, I, there's with the Smashville on the front. I mean, the, their thing looks like a joke, too. I'm like, what? what is with all these ugly-ass jerseys lately? It's just terrible. The the I look at the um, Nashville one and it almost reminds me of like Notre Dame or something. It looks like it should be like some college football jersey or something. I, I don't know. It's it just it's just horrible. And so is the Devil jersey. Like I mean, if you guys are gonna make third jerseys, like I don't know. They the league needs to hire someone to make the third jerseys or something for like the entire league because the, these three the Penguins, Devils, and Nashville they're horrible. Eddie, I I I. I just, I would burn them all. Just, there's, like, you couldn't give me these jerseys free. That's how bad these jerseys are. They're trash. I, 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 I hate to bag on them so badly, but seriously, what are you guys doing? Oh, Smashville? That's, like, that's terrible. I tweeted to Mike Grinelli of Spit and Chiglis, like, dude, you have to, like, start, like, designing jerseys. These jerseys are bad. One thing, the Bolts... Tampa Bay Lightning, they had a jersey that, that got released too. It wasn't that bad. It, it, I actually liked that. I thought, it was, I, I thought it was great. But this whole Smashville jersey, like, you, I don't know what you guys are doing. I'm waiting for the Devils just to, to really ream on them. But it just, I'm glad that we have our jerseys right now. I know people don't, don't like the whole, like, the whole D black, the D white, and the whole orange the Mighty Ducks. But I think, you know, I think Ducks have one of the top 10 jerseys in the league. I'll say that. Yeah, and I'm with you on that. And then just continuing, like the Olympics, they came out with all these jerseys. They're all fugly too. I Like, what is going on? These jerseys, like Team Canada, USA, Sweden, they all look like crap. I'm sorry. They're horrible. What do you think of these Olympic jerseys? I just don't like them. They're just boring. Well, not Finland. Like Finland looks like that's nice. the exception. They're, You're right. Yeah. That that one is the exception. I do like yeah. the fin- Finland one. I'm with you on that. But the rest, no. <laughs> yeah, USA. Like I didn't know. Like USA is playing for soccer. Like it's horrible jerseys. Like you guys had a perfect design. We had a perfect. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all Americans. We had a perfect design, and they just effed it up. I, I have no idea what's going on with the jerseys, but. Like, if I had my bet to, to pick on who's going to win the Olympic goal, I want to pick Finland because they're jerseys right now. Yeah, and Teemu Solani would be happy with that. So we got we got to go with Finland uh, <laughs> on the jerseys. But, no, if you look, if you haven't seen them, uh, you know, go go look them up and, and check them out. Um, I'm looking at them right now. The, uh, the Canadian one is like it's got the leaf on there, but they're boring. It's just like it's either red, white, or black, and then a couple stripes on the shoulders and then across the bottom. The USA ones I'm with Eddie looks like soccer. Sweden's like the Canon uh, Canadian ones. It's got like their little crowns in the middle and then just a couple lines. Just just they're all simple and boring. And then the Finland one looks pretty cool because it's got the 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 dragon in there. I mean it's it's, it's pretty cool. I, I like it. Yeah, that that one I like. It, it looks good. But I, I don't know. I I mean I, I hate to hate on jerseys, but Jesus guys like. Get your shit together. Like this stuff, this isn't soccer or football. This is hockey. Make make this stuff look good. But and you want to make money too. Like holy shit. Like 
honestly, the only jersey I'd probably buy right now is that Finland one. Me too. And I and I probably get a Slani one, even though he's not playing that like in the Olympics. Like I just, it's just come on, guys. Like you have to do better than that. Like our jerseys for hockey jerseys are important. Like the whole ads and stuff. Like you know that's gonna happen next season. Like it just you, you have to understand us hockey fans. Like we're like a different breed. Like we're like like one in a million. I, I want to say like. And you guys are, are, are giving us product like that? Come on. Like, well, we have more self-respect. We have more pride to wear that jersey. Like, every hockey fan that puts a jersey on, like, we walk out of our house and we go to a bar. We go to a restaurant. It just, or we just we just put it on, like, in our house. And we wear it with respect and pride. And you guys are putting, like, product out like that? Hell no. And Nike? Dude, you guys are done. You guys should never make hockey jerseys in your life. Especially you guys do that that crap out of China and you make little kids like make your crap like Nike should never be part of like sports at all in my opinion like Adidas has been doing a decent job but I miss Reebok I think Reebok uh, hit it out of the park I think Reebok was the best hockey jersey uh, manufacturer person and that helped design jerseys ever yeah I'm with you I, I definitely Reebok or Adidas, oh, definitely over these these Nike nonsense. But, anyways, you can check out the jerseys. If you think we're wrong and you love these jerseys, hey, let us know. But I'm pretty sure you go look at all of them. You'll see what we're seeing and be like, really? They're they're either ugly or they're just really simple and boring. I'm sorry, that's what they are. They just, I mean, come on, guys, design design something I want to buy and wear. It's a it's a big deal, like Eddie said. All right, enough ranting on the jerseys. Didn't really mean to go off on it, but there's a lot of new jerseys and Olympic stuff coming out, so we kind of went off on it. Yeah, I know. But um, let's talk a little bit about trade rumors and some stuff going on with Boston. So we have Jake DeBrusk. He requested a trade out of the Bruins. So that got a lot of you talking on social media. A lot of you are all in, like, oh, my God, let's trade Henrique for DeBrusk. Let's get all crazy. You know, let's trade this guy or that guy. Um, Yeah, I mean... If he came to the Ducks, yeah, cool. But I, I'm not like some of these other people that are like, oh my God, like this guy is going to help the team and, and like, you know, like we, we got to get him. I mean, yeah, he had some great seasons. Don't get me wrong. Um, 16 goals and 17, 18. And then he had 27 and 18, 19 season and then 19 and 19 and 20 season. And then he kind of fell off in the last couple seasons. But I mean, he's a guy that can provide offense. We've been talking about injuries, right? With Jones out, Comtois out for at least six weeks. Uh, we don't know how long Getzloff's going to be out. You sent McTavish back down, so you're not going to bring him up. You don't want to burn that. So, I mean, if you're looking for a forward, and this is a guy that we're talking about, he's available, should the Ducks try and get him? I mean, yeah. I mean, test the waters and see if you can get him for a decent deal. But, you know, I to me, it's not really a big deal at all. I, I mean, we've got so much other stuff to worry about. Trying to trade Raquel Lindholm or uh, Manson or re-sign them, you got to figure that out, um, you know, and do that kind of stuff and, and see where you go from there. So yeah, it's an option. Would I explore it? Yes, but for me, Eddie, it's not the end of the world if the Ducks don't get him, and if the Ducks do get him, they're not going to make us a contender overnight. Yeah, um, with him, he has a lot of potential, and I, I like his play style, but. And he's fell off the depth chart for Boston, but I don't think that like if we get him, like the Ducks are gonna really like go over that hump. And he's not one of those players. He, he he'll fall off the depth chart. He'll be in the third line. It, it it's not the right move for us. 
Like we we shouldn't do that. I mean, I think he's worth what maybe a third round pick, but we can get a third round pick and bring in a better player, a, a younger player that can gel with the team. Um, he's just he's a great player. He has a lot of potential. I I don't think it's it's for the Ducks right now. I don't think we should uh we should pursue that. Especially like like right now we're in like that limbo like we don't know what we're doing we have no idea like where the ducks are or where we are we're in that little like that middle space uh just it's one of those things is we should pass on that and I don't think we should make any big moves until we get an actually established GM so that's my opinion on that. Yeah, the other thing too is his contract is up this year. He is an RFA, but still, I mean, it's some things you got to figure out and work out. His contract's three point six million. I mean, are you going to pay that for the guy right now? I mean, if he if he produces like the old DeBrusque, well, then yeah. But is he or is he going to stay where he's at right now? Uh, you know, I, I'm not I'm not a big fan. Uh, you know, of uh, that price tag. So I mean, if they're going to retain salary and throw some stuff in there, maybe you work it out and whatnot. Okay, but. You know, I don't know. A lot of people are getting all crazy about this guy, and I'm, I'm like, okay, he's not going to help make or break the team. I mean, a lot of people you know. that don't know really hockey are getting crazy about him. If you really like study the game of hockey and know how ducks play, and you know like how he plays, it's just like it's not going to work out. Yeah, like 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 three years ago, yeah, I get crazy about him too. But right now, like, come on, guys, like if you guys really follow hockey, you know, right now it's it's not going to work. Yeah, and just one thing I was I was saying too is that three point six is the cap hit. His actual salary is four point eight. So I just want to clear that up real quick. So you're talking about four point eight million for this guy? Are you sure? I mean, yeah, I, 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 it's easy to pass unless, like I said, they're going to do something. You know, four point eight million salary, three point six cap hit. Yeah, I, I don't know. And he's got three goals right now in eighteen games. I mean, you know, and he didn't really do much of anything the season before he had five goals in 41 games i mean so what he's on pace to to maybe get 12 game uh, 12 goals this season for almost five, yeah. five million i know I, and i get it change the scenery but i i don't think he's the right one and i know uh brewski he asked uh what would be a good pickup for the ducks at the trade deadline me personally, no one. I, I want Ducks to do anything. But if I had to answer that question, I think a person like Connor Garland from Vancouver would be good. He's feisty. He can score. Like he's he's one of those like he's kind of a Corey Perry kind of guy. I, I can see him being that potential. So that's kind of player that I would like to bring in. But it's just as far as um as far as him like we no DeBrusque. It's just, I, I I can't see it fitting on the ducks yeah i i don't know it's just kind of it's kind of one that i would pass on i mean that's the way i look at it you know and like you said yeah i mean the trade deadline's far away connor garland would be interesting i mean he's got 18 points in 24 games you know you're looking at a, a, a guy that you know could be a 20 25 goal scorer uh potentially i mean he, he had 22 a couple seasons ago and he had 12 in the shortened season last year uh, half a season um, you know, you want to look for someone that's a little bit more consistent. Uh, I do think DeBrus gets traded and, and gets a better scenery, and that would help him out. But I'm, I'm not like goo goo gaga over this guy. I, I don't think that bringing him in is really going to do much for this team. I mean, like I said, if you can get him to retain some of the salary and get a really good deal, then okay. But 
I, I don't I don't think the other thing is is he wants out. So, you know, Boston's not necessarily in the driver's seat on, on that. So maybe you could take advantage of it and do it. But uh, I mean it's not it's not a big thing for me. Um, moving along, the other uh, thing out of Boston, what'd you have? You had uh, Marchant got suspended for a slew foot. And Eddie, I know you are not happy about this because uh, Subban is like the slew foot king this year. He did it to Zegris and just got fined. Yeah, I, I don't get that. Like, like, like Subban got like like uh, he got a fifteen thousand dollars like fifteen thousand dollars fine, and then like Marshawn gets what suspended. Like, what the hell? Like, like Subban's like this like the slew foot king. Like, it, it's just like it, it's stupid. Like, it's just, I don't know, Mike. Like, like, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I don't understand that either. I thought for sure when um, Subban did that move against Zegers, I was hoping he was going to get suspended, like at, like not a lot, but maybe a game or two. And then it was just the fine. I'm like, really, dude? And it's not so much that it was that he did it to Zegers and that was it, but he's done it a couple times. Like, this is not a one-time thing. Like, are you guys going to stop the behavior or not? Because that money doesn't mean jack. It's like... That money to him is like you know, fifty bucks to us or something. It's like it's 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 not a lot, you know. It's not a big deal. I mean, I don't know. It's just kind of interesting. Some of the inconsistencies we've seen now, um, you know, Zegers with the stick over the thing, then then this, but then Marchant gets one, not Subban. It, I mean, it's like come on. I mean, we've we've been on. I'm not gonna harp on player safety, but we've been on on them for a while about that. So just just something to look at. I, I don't know, Eddie. It's just kind of frustrating. No, I will. But like, player safety is a joke. George Peros is a joke. I used to like him. Like he, he was, you know, he's, you know, like he was a duck. Like he helped someone to Stanley Cup too. Like his physical play that season. But I think right now he's a piece of shit. I think he's trying to prove something, and he's not running it right. The referee, like, it's just it's terrible. It's like what's going on in the league is just horrible. And you have like. Uh, Freaking what, Rod Bendemore uh, talking shit to the refs. He gets $25,000 fine because he was like being mean. And then, like, I get it. Like, Marshant says something about like Russia to Panarin. He, you know, and everyone blew it out of proportion trying to like saying he's even like xenophobic and being racist. No, he wasn't. He was just talking shit. This is hockey. You talk crap. Every sport you play, you always talk crap. End of the day, you shake hands and you move like forward. I just don't know what's going on with this sport. And Marshawn, I said it, this is like the, the softest league in the world now. And it just sucks to say that. It is. Like, I, like, I'm afraid to say things on this podcast, Mike, because, like, one bad thing I could say is that I'm canceled. No, it's true, though. It's, it's just, like, bad. Yeah, just, yeah. We, I mean, that's the way things have been going. What, well, what about uh, Lemieux and the Kings? What did you think about that? He took a bite. They said he took two bites out of Kachuk. And then he got suspended five games. And I put it out there to you guys. I asked a lot of people what you thought. A lot of you thought it was fair. Others of you thought it should have been 10 games. And I guess the argument in there was that, well, he bit him the first time. But I guess the second time, Kachuk you know, pushed or punched his hand in his face. And that's the only reason why he bit him the second time. I, I don't know. To me, I'm calling BS on that. I think he should have been suspended at least 10 games. What did you think? I agree. Like, I think you bite someone, you're a piece of crap. Like, you shouldn't bite someone. Like, come on, dude, you're a kid. Like, I mean, you're an adult. You're not a kid. Like, why are you biting someone? Like, I, I get it. I've been in numerous fights. Mike, I, I've been in fights, like, 
I can't even count my fingers how I've been in fights. I broke my hand doing fights in the army. You biting someone, that's like the ultimate like like piece of crap move. Um, I think uh, five games is too lenient. I mean, I, I guess it was fair, but I don't know. I've been. I think eight would have been like, like, I don't know. I think eight would have been cool. Yeah, I that thing just blew my mind. I mean, when I saw that, I was like, "Are you effing kidding me?" I'm like, "All right." And then dude. Dowdy, and, and then Dowdy, like having his back and quick, like, come on, dude, like how could I have someone's back that's biting someone? Like, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I get the, I get it. Like you're saying, okay, someone punches you or puts their fingers towards your face or whatever like i get it but i mean you have a hand too why don't you put your hand in front uh, and block their hand or grab their wrist or move it or whatever and i get it you're pinned or you're fighting maybe your arm gets tied up or whatever but yeah there's no need to bite dude like i mean turn your face away then or something like come on i mean unless they're sticking their finger down your throat and choking you somehow i mean come on it just it's just ridiculous I, I thought that was crazy i mean i'm glad he got suspended but i think he should have got more games but hey he's you know he's related to claude lemieux so man i mean what are you gonna what do you expect from him i guess sadly he's not related to mario right or maybe he is somewhere down the line <laughs> i don't know but anyway no, he's, he's, not, he's not i know he's not. i know i'm just making a joke but yeah I, it just it just pissed me off and then, like you said and and doubting quick you you two can shut up <laughs> i don't even count your opinion on this matter like give me a break dude um, kind of on, going on the tangent of negative stuff or negative things going on, but we, another one was with the Sharks too. Um, the uh, Vander Kane saga. I mean, it's kind of ended, not really, Eddie. I mean, you know, they put him on on waivers, you know, reassigned him to AHL. What do you think is going to happen with this man? Talk about a cluster fuck. I mean, this has just been an ongoing problem. What do you think is going to end up happening eventually? Because you know, he's not going to go play in the minor leagues. Well, I think he should never play professional hockey again in his life. Like, I know people are like all like on his back and on his dick, whatever. I apologize for my language, but uh, we've I gone deep like, on this show already. It's I got I, I got to put the 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 expletive label on this one. Oh well. <laughs> yeah, tell our producer to like to edit some things out. But I mean, you're a professional hockey player. And I, I, you know, okay, let's scratch that. I mean, you're a man and. The way that you treated the woman, I, I don't care. Like, I've been in relationships that were horrible and, and girls that were, like, that that maybe I should have talked to him like he has, but I didn't. Like, I, I'm not perfect. Like, I, 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 I make mistakes, but, like, everything that's going on with him, it's just it's just terrible. Like, and recently, uh, they have a video of him having a, a gun to his uh, ex-estranged wife's, you know, pointing it at her. That's that's terrible and then i get it like we have videos too that she posted of him uh degrading her and yelling at her and verbally abusing her okay i can understand that like the way i talk i use a lot of curse words and i usually on this show i, I bite my tongue and when i like when i'm dating someone or, or have a girlfriend i don't like talk like like to them like that i just say in general like, i cuss I, I cuss a lot but what I've heard on those audio tapes that she posted, it's just it's disgusting. I think this guy has a lot of issues. He had issues in Atlanta and Winnipeg. He, he just can't get it together. I, I really, really hope he gets help, but I think he should never play professional hockey again in his life. Uh, I think she needs help as well. I'm not blaming it just all on him. 
I feel bad for the daughter. I, I think the daughter should be taken away from both of them and be, it's just, it's just oh man, it just, it sucks. It breaks my heart to, to have to read the, the stories I have read and, and from both of them, I think they, they're both just, they're both crazy. And, the, and the, the biggest victim is the daughter. Um, Evander Kane, he's a professional athlete. I think he has some more uh, decorum about him, but obviously he doesn't. And, I think he's a cancer to the league, and it's. I think he should be done. It, it sucks that we have to talk about this story. Like I, I hate talking about negative stuff about hockey. I, I wish we can all talk about the, like the, the, the great stuff. But I mean, obviously, this popped up, and it, it's not going away. And I want to discuss this as league news. Like we, I think we have a responsibility to discuss that. But it just, it's bad, Mike. It, it's horrible. Like. I've been a piece of crap person. Like I, I've been a bad, you know, I've been a bad boyfriend. I I was married before. I'm divorced too. I've been a bad husband, but I've never done anything like he has done. I, like I'm not saying I'm better than him, but still, it's just like, damn, you, you can't act like that. Like you're pointing a loaded a, a gun. I'm not saying it's loaded or anything. You're pointing a gun at your 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 ex or your your wife, and the way you talk to her, it's. It's not right. It's bad for hockey. It's bad as a man, and I, I can only pray and hope that she gets help. And I really, really pray and hope that he gets help, and he can just find something that can help him be a better person and be a better father. And I, I really, really pray for the daughter. Like it's not fair for her to have uh, have parents like that. Yeah, I I think that's the the right take there, Eddie. I mean, you gotta just hope that they both get help and yeah it's sad when children are involved because they're the ones that often get hurt the most so i i mean i don't think you should play in the league either and i think that they definitely need to get professional help uh, on a lot of different levels i mean it's it's a crazy situation glad it's not our team you know right but um yeah they're gonna have to figure that out and, and then kind of going with more stuff that has been going on. And this, this kind of relates to the Ducks because this has come up a little bit. We can kind of wrap up on this note. But the Canadians went a little nuts and started uh, getting rid of some of their uh, front office people, right? And so you, you had Mark Bergeron get fired. And then you had Jeff Gorton um, go take over uh, there, uh, which was a name that popped up before when talking about the Ducks and the GM thing. What did you think about this, Eddie? It seemed like a lot of the Montreal fans... From at least the ones that I saw on social media, they were pretty happy about uh, some of this house cleaning um, with the Canadians. What did what did you think? And, and then also, what do you think about uh, Bergeron uh, maybe coming to the Ducks? I don't want him to, but some people are throwing his name out there. I know uh, Chris underscore MCS asked about like new GM. Bergeron, I, I think he's interesting. I think he's a, a good choice for the Ducks. I don't want to talk too bad about him. He's like, he's really big. He's, he works out. So I don't want him coming over to my house and beat me up. I'm just kidding. No, um, you know, it, it's crazy. Like I thought that like, like Montreal would fire him at the end of the season or not renew his contract. Jeff Gordon, uh, he had that, uh, issue with New York. He got dismissed from that. Um, it, it's up in the air. I would like to see him as a G. I, I think he's a good GM. Uh, he brought the Canadians, and he makes moves. He's not afraid to make moves like that. But it, it's it's gonna be one of those things we have to wait and see. And the Ducks, it seems like they're not any uh, in any hurry to hire a new GM, which is fine. It, it's not bad. 
So I hope that uh, come off season they're gonna like you know kind of interview candidates. I know Canadians want a French speaking and French GM, so it limits their options. Uh, Patrick Wall has been in in the whole like the whole mix of that, and he said it like in publicly that he wants like, he would be like opposed to being their GM, but I have to wait and see. Um, I don't know. I I don't know if he's our answer, but I think the Ducks. I like what they're doing of just waiting and having an interim GM and waiting to the offseason to see what's going to happen. But he's one of those names where I wouldn't be opposed to having him as a GM. So you okay? So you're more for him. I'm kind of like, eh. I mean, I I don't think he's completely. Uh, negative, but I'm just like, eh, he just doesn't do it for me. I, I rather the rather really rather the Ducks stay with uh, Solomon, stay in, in house, um, you know, or like we talked about some of the other options on the previous show, you can go back and listen to. But he may be one in the mix now, so keep your eye on him. See if he gets a job um, somewhere else now as Montreal starts, uh, you know, kind of going in another direction here now. But um, last thing to kind of wrap up. I forgot about, almost Eddie reminded me, thankfully, was uh, Bobby Ryan kind of popped up lately. Uh, a lot of people saw some of his tweets. They thought that he was uh, like uh, kind of indirectly announcing his retirement because he was talking about, you know, well, if I wasn't retired, then I would do this kind of a phrase in one of his tweets where he was talking about getting Taco Bell and whatnot with his kids. And it was kind of funny. And, it, and it, I mean, the way he said it, it, it was basically, well, you know, I'm, I'm retired kind of a thing. So we put out a thing, you know, just, you know, saying congrats with him scoring that crazy goal that you all remember. But he uh, then comes out and says, no, I'm not retired. And if I was, you know, it, you know, with Taco Bell, I, I wouldn't be talking about that unless I was getting paid or something funny to that effect. So I thought that was interesting. Um, but if you look at Cap Friendly, he's listed as being retired. So is he going to come back? I mean, I don't know. Maybe. But as of right now, he's living in Idaho and doing stuff with his family. Uh, what do you think, Eddie? Uh, you think he's just kind of unofficially retired and then he's going to officially announce it? Or do you think he really has a chance to try to come back later? I have no idea. I hope he comes back and I hope he retires on his own accord. I know a lot of people that played with him. We have friends of friends. Bobby Ryan, like, he's not a friend of mine, but I've met him through friends, and I think he's a great person, and I, I always cheer for him. And and regardless of where, where he goes, like, I, I just always be a fan. And, you know, like, a friend. Like, we, <laughs> we, we both played Narch and stuff like that. Um, it was kind of weird. He said that, like, the way he worded it, um, I, I didn't know that was his personal account. He was being, like, low-key. But whatever he wants to do, like we're all gonna support him. I think all, all Ducks fans, I think all hockey fans too. He's one of those players that just we all we're all cheering for him. Um, it, it, it was like the way he worded it was weird, but we have to wait and see. Um, I don't think he's gonna play again. In my opinion, he hasn't had offers as uh, as what I'm like researching and seeing. But if he does, yeah, I really hope that Ducks like sign him for a, a one-year contract and he can re- like retire as a Duck. I think that would be the best thing in the world if him retiring as Duck. Like that's my opinion. Yeah, that'd be a fantastic idea. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm going off what Cat Friendly's saying. They're they're really wrong. So they're saying he's retired. I I think he is as of now. Um, 
maybe not officially, but that's where he's at. But I, I'm with you. If he if he did that, or you know how they have the you know sign a one year or one um, day contract, retires his duck or something, that'd be cool. But I don't know. He he's talking about Ottawa and Detroit and the stuff he did there. So well, just keep an eye on it. And like you said, we support him um, whichever way he goes and decision he makes. You know, um, it was great when he did play in Anaheim for the time that he did. So. All right, another action-packed show. Uh, wrapping up, like I said, we try to get on a regular schedule. It's been kind of crazy with the holidays, unfortunately, so stick with us on that. Um, we are giving away a Getzloff uh, autographed puck uh, through Mercury Insurance. We'll post the giveaway on social media for that. Also, we posted the links to their um, Get a Quote. You get two tickets. Uh, take advantage of that. Uh, all you have to do is put in for a quote, and that's it. Like you don't have to sign up for their insurance or anything. There's no like gimmick or anything. I mean, they may send you a bunch of emails or something. I don't know. That's what a lot of these places do. But you don't have to actually sign up for Mercury Insurance. You just get a quote, and you will get two tickets to a game. So take advantage of that. Um, we also have Bucked Up still. Go go on there and use uh, Ducks and Pucks ninety three, and you can get a discount for that. Which Eddie, I know you like using that. Oh, yeah. I have one more thing, too, Mike. Um, we have Annie OD on Twitter. She's going to join us on a podcast next time. Uh, you guys should follow her. She has her own podcast, too. She's cool. She has her own TikTok. It's awesome. And also, too, if you guys uh, if you guys know anyone that needs a jersey, that can't afford one, and that wants one for Christmas, uh, single mom or, or a kid that has you know a single mom, let me know, and as part of Ducks and Pucks, I will send them a jersey, uh, a third alternate one, Fanatics one. Like I have an extra one laying around. I want to give it away to someone that really needs it. So just uh, just tweet us, uh, message us on Instagram or Facebook, and let us know if, if you need that, and I'll go send it your way. Fantastic. And we'll be doing more giveaways, too, throughout the year. So you got, you got the puck there from Mercury Insurance that we'll mention a little bit. Eddie's got that jersey. Uh, and also check out uh, ZStackLife.com. That's the uh, the vitamins that we've talked about. It's a pretty good deal. They had some Black Friday stuff. I think it's over. But um, I'll, I'll, again, put the link in the description box if you want to check it out. And uh, that's it. So uh, with that, we appreciate all the support and all the questions. And let's go, Ducks.